27-esque band, The Future of Rock and Roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode 88. On today's show, Simone brainstorms names for her baby and her car. Steffi is told she's hateful and hostile. And the ladies wonder if you can say anything is gay anymore. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong Okay. Listener, this is, uh, we just have this episode and then three more before I go on maternity leave. So, uh, hot dog. What's going to become of the show then? I don't know. So, yeah, time is slipping away. Wouldn't it be funny? I can't imagine I would shit one out and the next shit one out. I'm so disgusting. Um, I can't imagine that we would put one out um, for at least three weeks at least before after the birth what you think that that's even like possible that for some reason that like popped in my head but i don't i don't know (laughs) i know you have no expectation and no pressure on me it's not that but just uh yeah i just i know that i was kind of um i hadn't really fully trans you know moved into my mom role in the sense that it you know like this huge change happened but I still was yes. the same person so I kind of split like to use the therapist word like I had I was kind of this dual you know personality where I was like still listening to all my music and trying to you know email and, and stay in touch with that while right. I was like you know adjusting to the new baby so I think that's kind of how it went for me and people are like wow you're getting out and doing all this stuff and you just have that baby and so, yeah. um, but a lot of other people were like, I just stayed home for a month. I didn't even go outside for like a month. So, yeah, um, I know. I hear that. And it's like, I don't really want to be that. I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever I'm comfortable with. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that's just going to be. But I prefer mm-hmm. your version of it, you know. But as I, was, I think I may have said before, like I've seen people with newborns, like they're on Facebook playing Farmville and, <laughs> you know, and then my <laughs> vegan friend who had a baby a few months ago just posting a usual, oh, look at these great vegan cupcakes and posting a picture of a mutilated chicken and stuff. You know what I mean? Just doing her normal <laughs> stuff and not talking about the baby all the time. I'm just sort of huh. like, wow, you just seem totally normal. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? But no promises, listeners. So four episodes that you can count on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> after that, we'll just wait and see. But um, oh, we're late this week because on Monday I had uh, a breastfeeding class. Oh, and we usually yes, record I love on Monday. How did that go? Um, it was fine. I haven't seen so many breasts and felt completely unsexy about them. Did you actually them. get to take your boob out? Is that what people do? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. We just had a doll and just practiced a few positions holding the doll. And yeah. it just sort of went over the, you know benefits of breastfeeding different ways to latch and all that kind of thing but um uh but from signing up with all these god knows how many fucking baby things i'm signed up for online just from you know going about my business and researching stuff but we got this box of similac in the mail mm-hmm. and um you know i don't chastise anyone who you know is struggling with breastfeeding and needed to take the formula route but um we got looked at this ingredients and the first ingredient of regular Similac is is corn syrup solids and the second ingredient is sugar. What wow. the fuck is that about? Like, do people realize this? Because I think like, because we're vegetarian, we're used to reading labels. But I think, I know before I was vegetarian, I never read a fucking label. I'm like, right. I don't give a shit, I eat everything. You know, and I think yeah. you just assume that formula's got good stuff in it. But I, it's fucking corn syrup. So, mm, yeah. That's so sad. Horrified. Yeah, That's it's so like there sad. are alternatives. So it's like if we had to supplement with formula at any time, you know, there's some better alternatives other than That's, that. But I was, oh. And they're distributing it to even before the baby's born. It's like these are like chemtrails in the form yeah. of, of what you're going to feed the baby in the bottle. Like it's unavoidable. Exactly. They give it to you in the fucking hospital. I know. 
<laughs> yeah, they said you know, at my doctor's office. There's like this like this shelf thing with all these like look like little welcome packs, and I can see Similac in all of them. So obviously, oh. Similac just gives them to the doctor, and the doctor's ready to just you yeah. know, it's like that ingrained. It's like, um, yeah. aren't we all told that all this corn syrup is really bad, and the only reason it's in everything is because the government you know yeah. subsidizes the the corn. So yep. ah, it's sickening. So yeah, yeah any listener, gonna... if you have a small child, just you know, check on the corn syrup. You don't. I'm not against formula, but just look, look and see if you can get something else. If you haven't checked on that, because I think it's yeah. pretty bad. And then think about genetically modified starch entering your baby system. Yeah, <laughs> messing with it. Geez, they wonder why there's all these allergies. Yeah, and gluten. And one of the funny things that I saw in the in the breastfeeding class was you don't need to drink cow's milk to make human milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, do people really think, oh, I better drink milk or else I won't be able to make milk? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was kind of hilarious. That <laughs> but anyway, um, so on Sunday we had we had had our baby shower and it was really cool. Everyone really liked it. We had like a co-ed. Uh, baby shower so it wasn't oh, like fun. you know playing games and that kind of stuff because it's not really my scene and it's not the hostess's scene either so yeah, it was like an adult party with you know booze and you know you know good food and stuff and yeah and everyone had a really good time and like you know my friend's husband who I don't know that well like made a point of like I didn't know if I wanted to come to a baby shower but this was a great baby shower Aww, that's like, awesome. thank you because you wouldn't have bothered to say that if you just tolerated it, you know. So, yeah. like, yay, thank you. So, so, um, so that was really fun. Um, and uh, yes, I've been having some some wacky pregnancy dreams, like just last night. Mm. So, yeah. Just, did you have this stuff where you like? I'm yes. Dreaming that like I've had the baby and then nobody will bring it to me in the hospital. Yes. So you, I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting for them to bring the baby. So that sucked. And then, um, and then I dreamt that um, I'd lost all this blood. And they said, "Yeah, you've only got about a cup of blood left in your body." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I'm just oh. thinking I'm trying to survive on one cup of blood. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, so that sucked. But the actual worst dream I had last night, and part of this torment actually made me late for work, was that I dreamt that I would, there was some sort of news report showing surveillance footage of uh, serial murders that had taken place. This guy was just going around and stabbing all these people. And anyway, the dream kind of morphed, and I sort of became involved in the scene, even though it had started that I was watching on the news. But anyway, the guy that was going around killing people became Richard Simmons. And I was in the dream trying not to get stabbed by Richard Simmons. <laughs> he betrayed you. What's that? He's betrayed you. He betrayed his public. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's a good way to lose weight if Richard Simmons is running after you with a knife. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, my so that. that. Have you like... seen that crazy stuff he's been posting lately on Facebook? Like pictures of him in these fabulous, you know, spandex outfits and you know, he's he's venturing out and he's wearing kind of normal clothes. I mean, he's like been posting oh, as... pictures of himself like crazy, so I don't know if that had anything to do with I wonder. Yeah, no, I have been noticing him more in my Twitter and Facebook okay. feed, so that that could have something to do with it. But yeah, <laughs> but I was really sad. I, I remember a part of the dream was that I, even though he was trying to kill, he was he had already killed a bunch of people, and because he kind of knew me from going to his class, I was kind of <laughs> like trying to keep sort of like a friendship with him going you know so that he might talk to me without killing me but I remember <laughs> specifically being really sad like oh no after this like no one will just like love and cherish Richard Simmons anymore like I was really sad that he had tainted his legacy by becoming a murderer <laughs> oh, sure won't. oh my gosh so that was that was that was troubling, but yes, yeah, so all those dreams combined gave me a shitty night's sleep, and I was late for work today, again. Oh. Um, did yeah. you explain? So did you have to explain, or did anyone notice? Oh no! Now I just show up late, and people just accept that I've got problems. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty good. I mean, I do have problems. I'm not making it up, but um, yeah. So um, our friend uh, who uh, hosted the baby shower along with Greg's sister. We were talking about names after everyone left, even though we've already we've already mm-hmm. settled on the name. And mm-hmm. she was saying, "I like old, uh, like baseball players' names." And I shit you not, listener. Yeah. The name she suggested was Honus. Horus. Honus <sighs> with an H. Wow. Like Onus. Like Anus. Oh, what? Now who's this player? 
He was, oh, he's from, uh, he was born in 1874, died in 1955. <laughs> His name was Honus Wagner and he played for Honus the Pirates. Honus Wagner, that's the best name ever. No, it is not. It sounds like Honus, which sounds like anus. It sounds like wag, like a dong would wag. Honus Wagner. So anyway, I can't believe that after last week's Honus rant, that the name Honus would be suggested. Oh, that's so good. Um, yeah. Judah's on uh, both my kids like their classmates I totally judge their names and it's not like my kids have normal names either so I'm in no position to judge but there's this one classmate of Judah's named Satchel and it drives me crazy I hate that name <laughs> Satchel? Satchel like Satchel wow. Page who was also a baseball wow. player but anyway huh. um, yeah I'm just like what the fuck that's like that's wild. like naming your kid like you know item or chair or something I don't know yeah yeah totally Um, Now on the subject of names Last week, sadly after we'd stopped recording I told Stephanie Because I I mentioned a few episodes ago That we got a new car This silver CRV And so I told Stephanie the name I came up with for it And she laughed for about two solid minutes So I probably would have had to edit it down anyway (laughs) So I wanted to name the car David why, Why David, you ask? Why David? <laughs> because the car is silver. Like David Silver from Minor Toronto. It's just so wanky. And I really like want to have his song that he recorded. Oh, the Just song. blaring out the car. Oh, Greg is so mad about the name. The, he just thinks it's the, the worst dark. name. You don't name a car David. <laughs> well, when I told David, I went, you know, upstairs. He's like, God, you're laughing for a long time. I'm like, yeah, it's because, you know how they got a new car and it's silver? Well, guess what they want to name it? David. And he's like, oh, that's so nice. I'm like, no, it's because of David Silver. And he's like, David Silver? I'm like, from 90210. And he's like, oh. I go, that's one of the first things we bonded over, David, about how we both said that Tori Spelling had National Geographic cleavage. And you called her Bag of Nickels because she looked like she'd been beat with a bag of nickels. And we bonded right off the bat. <laughs> so beautiful. So touching. It was so romantic. He goes, oh. no, we are watching Donna Martin. He goes, ugh, her cleavage. You look like you could, you could open bottles in it. shaped cleavage it's so weird yes. and gross <sighs> you said a picture of her boobs that accidentally made it on twitter <gasps> no well cause her, the, her husband Dean is that his name I don't he, know he like tweeted a picture of their son but in the background you can just see this <laughs> topless body like it like cuts the head off but of course it's Tori with these giant boobs like just in bed with the covers just up to her belly no way <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he took it down immediately, but of course everyone captured it before that. Knew, hey, it's Tori's boobs in the background. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I miss this? I miss oh all the God, good stuff. I know, it was about a year and a half ago. I know I saved the picture. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I made that picture of Brittany getting out of the car with her cooter bone showing. I made that my desktop yes. wallpaper for a while. <laughs> <laughs> David's like, wow. ah. Nice one. Um, now, also dealing with cars. So the car that we bought was to replace the car that got um, that got hit. Uh, so and that was supposed to be our second car. And we were going to get like a nicer car to be the main car with the baby coming because both our cars were two doors. So we tried to go car shopping last Friday. And fuck car dealers. I just... That's so fucked. Greg was like, I, everyone has to get a car, right? So everyone has to go through this shit. <laughs> no. It's, it's insane. Ugh. Everyone has to deal with these fucking fucking car dealers. So um yeah, they were just such liars. Like we wanted the car facts, which is supposed to give a report on any accidents, and it wasn't in the envelope in the car. And they're trying to make a deal with us before even Yeah, I can get you the car facts, but let's make a deal. It's like what hold wow. on. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then when we sat down, they were like getting all like the detailed information that they use for credit check, but we already have a pre-approved loan. So 
Greg was like, I, I don't want to give that information. I don't want to give that ma- information. And the guy's like, oh, we need it for Homeland Security reasons. Oh, what my bullshit word. is that? You don't need to fucking get approval from Homeland Security to buy a car. And they just kept lying about that. And um, oh, and then the, they, they said that the price that we had was the internet price, except that it was like stuck to the windshield. So if you were driving down the road and saw it, you could just get it it's like are you are you fucking stupid but the, after we got, got home and had kind of a bad feeling about the whole thing um greg looked them up online and they had um the overall rating on yelp was two stars and uh and then in the yet we greg looked at all these filtered reviews and they were like oh five star five star five star there's like 250 five star yelp reviews that have all been flagged because they're all written oh. in the same two days and all by people with one that's the only review they've written like they no spammed way. the hell out of yelp to try and save their reputation and it's so obvious oh, juicy yeah so yeah so needless to say we didn't buy the coffin then because they were pretty fucking dodge so yeah <laughs> 250 that takes a lot of work though I, I admire their tenacity with that but <laughs> I just love this imagining this sales meeting with okay we're getting a lot of bad Yelp reviews now what do I each want you to do I want you to set up an account and can you imagine because you've got to set up an email account then you've got to set up the Yelp account and then you've got to write the reviews <laughs> It's so much work to do 250. Like, they must have, like, hired temps or something. <laughs> yeah, young I wonder. People yeah, yeah. I bet there's a service that does that. But they, if you're paying for a service, they should do it more stealth, you know, and yeah. uh, just, you know, spread it out. You know, review the local donut shop while you're at it. You know, make it more believable. <laughs> They could have asked me because remember the time when I had everybody enter that girl's fake, well, it was her real contest for an economics book. Oh, yes! <laughs> and everyone made up something different. That's right. That was awesome. <sighs> so now, Roger um, Ebert died the yes. other day. And I didn't think he, I deal. knew he was fucked up, but I just didn't think he was going to die soon, you know? I didn't either. I feel like he's like Magic Johnson. Like, he knew he was sick for a really long time, but he's just fine. He keeps on going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was actually sad because he's... I, I really love his books. Like, all of his writing and stuff is, is really awesome. And I remember his review of Blow Up really well. Uh-huh. Um I, it was just, you know, he's kind of talking about how the photographer guy, you know, when he's in his dark room, you can, like, get in the vibe with him and you can tell that he's really happy and he's finding purpose in what he's doing. And um, I just, I feel like all his reviews and everything he did kind of came back around to that. And he also um, wasn't, I felt like he, he was generous with his praise. Like, he didn't have to be snarky. And, um, I just love that. And then when Vincent Gallo put that hex on him for his bad yeah. review of the brown bunny, <laughs> Roger Ebert was so cool about it. He was like, ha ah. and, and even yeah. after he got cancer, like I heard them on a radio show together and, and Roger's like, oh, it's okay. I don't mind. And, like, he was really funny about it. So Yeah, yeah. No, it sounded like it was very good natured. And I know his Twitter, like I didn't, I don't think I followed him on Twitter, but people would retweet his stuff and I thought, yeah, he's pretty awesome. Like I think because yeah. I didn't grow up with him because we didn't have the, right. the Siskel and Ebert you know, show. Um, but uh, what was it called? At the cinema? I don't remember. Um, at the movies, yeah. At the movies, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I never had this like long standing relationship with those guys. But, you know, I, like anytime if I'm looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes or something, I, you know, kind of defer to his review as, as giving me the most information, the most trusted information. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom so. Sharpling tweeted something like um, Roger Ebert. Um, actually wanted to be humbled by greatness. He wasn't like a lot of critics who, you know, kind of their whole shtick is to be snarky. So I really right, I like right, that. Right. I think he, he that was a really good point. Because I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what it is about him. Like, he really wanted to see the best and everything. But, I mean, he wasn't afraid to call it out when it was bad and he was kind of hilarious about it, too, when it was bad. Yeah, so. that is good. That's the way I aspired to be, you know, when I was accused <laughs> of being a cynic. I was yeah. like, I'm cynical because I want things to, you know, blow my mind. I want to be humbled. Yeah, I didn't yeah. say that, but that that's kind of like what I aspire to. So I really like that. Yeah. So nice. And he also co-wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> oh, Are you familiar right. with this movie? Yeah, oh. didn't I watch it at your house? I did. You probably did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, years ago. We don't own it or anything, but... 
Oh my god. I'll put the trailer at dongtini.com because just the trailer is is like this epic deliciousness. So yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I can't believe you. I, mean, wrote I think it, I but... watched it the first time I went up for a visit. You probably we had a little did. party. I think maybe Becca brought it over. It was a carry. One of those two. Oh, I remember that trip. Now, uh, both of us have something to bring the table for... Tonight on Dongtini, it's Dongs in the News! Stephanie, would you like to go first with your would, dong in the news? I'd like to nudge my dong in here. Um, this news story is out of Tennessee. The former vice mayor of Mount Carmel, Tennessee, was seen by several horrified witnesses to be masturbating while driving down the freeway. <laughs> One witness said, at 90 miles per hour, he had his penis out the window and was masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> it was out the window? It was out the window. <laughs> wow. And so she, like, started to write down his tags, and then he, you know, took the next exit off the highway. But apparently he's been doing this a lot. There's lots of complaints about it. And um, three people came forward on one day, though. <laughs> So I guess he was really on a tear. And he is now faced with charges of indecent and reckless endangerment. So he's driving with his dick out the window? I'm so confused. Uh, he was driving with his dick out the window is what it sounds like. I don't like. see how that's possible. Like, how long would his legs know, or his dog have to be? Hour? Like, that just struck me so funny. It's like, did yeah. he have his feet up on the dashboard? It was like, ugh. <laughs> Pushing out the cracked window. Was it like flapping in the breeze if you're going 90 miles an hour? Like, wow. what is the scenario? Wow. Oh. I have so many questions about this whole thing. <laughs> Me too. Amazing. I'll link the story at dongtini.com because they have video of the witnesses, like, telling their story. There was a split second where I thought you, were gonna, you meant that they had video of the dong out the window. <laughs> oh, no, I wish. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, no, they wouldn't share it if they had it. Dang it. <sighs> Okay, let's hear your dong in the news. Well, my dong in the news actually doesn't involve any real dongs. Oh. But it involves offense about dongs. So uh, <laughs> uh, a gentleman, a veteran employee of the uh, fire department in uh, someplace in Arizona, uh, Frank Cheatham, he saw p- drawn on the wall a couple of dongs. And he then filed a lawsuit, or he made a complaint saying that this made a, a, a some sort of, you know, uh, what does it say? Um, uh, shift commander of South Shift Command, Chief Cheatham, saw several inappropriate, sexually suggestive drawings and items, specifically two depictions of a penis and testicles openly displayed in the workplace fire, at Fire Station 1. So he took offense to this and made a, made a complaint about it. <laughs> And nothing was really done. And then after that, he's working out at the fire station gym, and someone has draped a T-shirt over some gym equipment with a dong on it. <laughs> so he got even more offended. <laughs> and then the last straw, the last straw, was that he received an envelope, and inside the envelope, yes, was. Piece of two pieces of pasta, one shaped like a penis, and the other one that resembled a vagina. And the name Frank, his name was written on the vagina one. <laughs> so, yeah, and then he got demoted after that for making all his complaints. Wow! Good. Yeah, and so that's, that's why he's like made this federal case about <laughs> this, this, this harassment, but it's all based on just just drawings and pasta dogs. <laughs> pasta dogs. <laughs> oh, have you seen this pasta? This these dong pasta? I've seen it in the store. Yeah, I think I. It's like one of the first. Like, <laughs> I think it, it kind of like sparked my curiosity into the world of dong, where you know it could. <laughs> <laughs> the world of dong minutia or you know like little memorabilia paraphernalia of dong because i remember this was like in austin when i lived in austin in college like my roommate got some and i'm like what is happening they make this and i had no wow. idea so 
That, I think that was the first thing I ever saw. Amazing. Well, there you go. And thus concludes... <laughs> Dom's in the news! Think outside the buns. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard me talk about the movie What's Eating Gilbert Grape before, haven't you? Yes. It's yes, like many one times. of my top 10 favorite movies. It's up there with Rain Man and Bottle Rocket and Waiting for Guffman and The Room. <laughs> because I've loved it for so long, like ever since it first came out. And um, we, it's, it's on Netflix Instant. And so we watched it with the kids the other night. And I still remembered all the lines. Like I, this was my movie that I would watch over and over and over. And um, it really holds up. So um, it has Leonardo DiCaprio um, playing. He should have won the Oscar of the Millennium for playing this boy with Down Syndrome or, or some kind of condition, but he's so amazing and so believable and has the most amazing lines. And John C. Riley's in it, being amazing. Uh-huh. He's being Dr. Steve Brule, basically, like 20 wow. years before Steve Brule. Oh, I loved him even then, and so I'm just so glad that he's still around. But Crispin Glover is in it, Johnny Depp, of course, is in it, and it's it's so good. It's like this kind of depressing um you know it show it's kind of <laughs> paints a really vivid picture of how depressed this guy is living in um you know this his family that's kind of broken his mom's morbidly obese can't leave the house um the the town is like so bitty and tiny and john c Riley's so excited he's like gilbert you gotta get a job with me at the new burger barn and the new burger barn's coming forget wendy's forget mcdonald's that stuff's old hat Burger Barn is cutting edge. <laughs> it's just like tons of lines like that. And I'm like, this is so true to how I grew up in this tiny town and you want to get out, but you don't know how. So um, I just wanted to put down everyone's radar because we watched it with the kids and it was so good. Like, it was just perfect because they got it. You know, I'm just so proud of my kids that they can like, Aww. they're able to say he wants to get out of there. He really loves his family, but he feels guilty because he wants to leave them. Like, they were being able to, to figure out what was going on. And they, like, yeah, loved yeah. Arnie. They're like, oh, is Arnie sad? Is Arnie safe? Will he be okay? Like, all this stuff. And Aww, so, anyway, I just great. think that, um, yeah, this would be a movie that you get, like, that the Dongtini, um, yeah, listenership would probably dig. So, I just wanted to put that on cool. everyone's radar. Netflix I've seen it, stuff. but I've only seen it once, so I don't remember... Okay many of the details so yeah I should check it out yeah that's all I really got but no punchline but just an assignment (laughs) yeah just an assignment okay I'm trying to make this really 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 quick so Today, I got out of the bus, and I noticed that my underwear was like really tight. So, I'm on the chunky side. So I thought, great, I'm getting fatter by the sick. What am I gonna do, you know? So I went on my day all day long, and my underwear felt like really tight in the back. You know, besides that. I have a killer ass. Anyway, going back to my underwear, tight in the back. Needs to go to the bathroom, so I go to the bathroom and guess what? Come to find out, my panties are backwards. So I've been walking all day long with my panties backwards. So anyways, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. Um, I hope you are doing great. I'm on episode number 12. I still not up today, but um, hopefully over the weekend I'll get up today. Okay. Later, guys. Yeah, I have to confess, he came by my cube at work. This is from our friend Jose. <laughs> he told me the story, <laughs> and I said, "You call the dong line right now, and you leave this message and tell the story <laughs> about your panties." Oh my god! I know. I love the, how solemn he was when he referred to his panties. <laughs> There's just something to me about gay guys talking about panties that I love so much. Like my friend Shane, he um. He has um, a son, like a foster son, and um, <laughs> he would tell us, he's about, you know, four or five, and he would say, Daniel, did you go cock on your big boy panties again? Kill <laughs> 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 <This is> me. <sighs> They're the only ones wow. that can get away with saying that word. 
<laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, now, speaking of, uh, of things that aren't actually homosexual, unlike Jose, um, <laughs> uh, so this, this issue, and this actually came up about a year ago, I first thought of it. Um, well, no, I mean, the word gay, so we're not supposed to call things gay anymore, and I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive to that, you know, because it was just like, just so the thing to do growing up, just like, oh my God, that is so gay, mm-hmm. about just, you know, anything that was lame. Um, but then last year, when I was hanging, it was in uh, um, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and I was hanging out with Listen to Nadine, and she had some CDs in, a, in, a, in the console of a car, and she had Bell and Sebastian CD. I was like, oh, I really like <laughs> Bell and Sebastian, but they're just so gay. And she was like, they're so gay and like I was like yeah just so gay and I could tell she was like like I'm just some old person still using the word nigger or something you know oh, no. saying it and I felt really stupid but but I just like with Belle and Sebastian if you're not familiar with Belle and Sebastian I'm just gonna play a little sample now yeah Are you familiar with Belle and Sebastian, yeah. Stephanie? Yeah, I would yeah. describe so, them. I, mean, I, I totally just, know what you mean when you say gay. I would describe them as twee. <laughs> twee? See, twee. I'm just, it's like, I'm a good writer, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm a big thesaurus fan, but I, I just can't think of a better way to describe what I hear when I hear them, and I like them. You know? <laughs> you know what I think of when I want to call a song gay? If I, there was a song I could call gay, it would be James Taylor's Whenever I See Your Smiling Face. <laughs> yes! That song is totally gay. <laughs> I know, but we can't. That's not the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> no, but I don't, I don't feel like either, either case I'm saying anything derogatory. It's just sort of a way to describe it, you know? Yes. Sort of more stemming from the original origins of the word gay and this sort of whimsy yeah. involved and a lightheartedness to it. And, you know, I don't know. I just, am I so bad if I say that is so gay? But I mean, I don't mean it in any bad way. I just feel like it's got an, another meaning. Yeah. I, so. I like, I can understand that. Like, um, it kind of feels like how you how you use the word jolly sometimes. <laughs> yes. It feels like that a little bit. But, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I felt like I had a second example of something that I wanted to call gay in this way that uh, I can't think of it now. But yeah, listeners, if anyone's more sensitive about the word use of the word gay or Nadine, if you'd like to comment further on this, because we didn't really discuss it further at the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please chime in and tell me if I'm an asshole for saying Belle and Sebastian sound gay. (laughs) I want to do the right thing, but I I need to understand it all. (laughs) Yeah, this is good. So, yeah, please. All information welcome. (laughs) Now, uh, you've got more to talk about with Tony Jones. It's been a while. What's been going on? A little bit. Well, Tony Jones, he comes up, we've talked about a few times on here before. Um, He he has a wiki page, which I'm 98% sure he wrote himself, in which he he describes himself as um, ecclesiologist, which is like a proctologist for the church, are are his words. So he's like a, you know, a self-described theologian, and he has like a, you know, all these degrees in theology or something. So he... um, he considers himself to be the one of the faces of the emergent church, which is kind of like the nouveau Christian culture. Um, right. It's like it's totally like the postmodern Christian culture, where they're kind of, you know, you you each generation kind of repeats what the same one before did, right. <laughs> with, while thinking they're doing the opposite. And I'm I'm I include myself in this because it's just how it goes. But um, so he um, got pretty upset, as you guys might remember, last November when I um, he asked, well, why don't women comment on my blog? And, and I was like, well, here's the reason. And he, he was pissed when I, you know, I and other women kind of told him the reason why we felt like he didn't really listen and, and you know, some other things like that. But um, so he's been kind of belligerent about all that. 
Well, um, this last week there's a guy who's also a theologian named Dave Fitch, and he seems to be really great. And he has a new book out in which he described Tony Jones as a mainline liberal. And this is, I don't know why Tony took such offense to this, but he did. And he tweeted. <laughs> to use a pejorative term like this without in a published work is is violence oh my gosh <laughs> wow it's just so dramatic so funny because it's not like Tony Jones doesn't say anything really mean about other people on a regular basis yeah yeah and there's a podcast I was listening to that he was on where he was talking about how C.S. Lewis is a theological hack. Those are his words. <laughs> it's just wow. Like, what the fuck are you saying? Ugh, it's just so funny. So anyway, Tony did that. And then, um, this was last weekend. Some friends of mine, um, started this conference called subvert the norm and subvert the yeah. norm Two. It was held actually at Drury University in Missouri. <laughs> so I was like, I guess what? They're like, are you coming? I'm like, no, but I told everyone to paint the sign, paint my name on all these signs over around the campus. So <laughs> anyway, um, so it was being held there and um, they were doing, um, there was a, my friends, um, Jess and Jim did a podcast where they talked about what happened at this Subvert the Norm conference and they tweeted at Tony, I saw, <clears throat> they're like hey Tony we talked about you on this podcast and he goes he tweeted back if you only said good things now listen but if you said anything bad I won't which is it <laughs> somebody needs to write that guy's name on a piece of vagina pasta <laughs> mail it to him <laughs> so anyway you guys have to go to this guy's wiki page that <laughs> he wrote himself <laughs> and take a look. Oh my god, it's so funny. Because, <clears throat> like, the whole... I want to talk about the subvert the norm um, concept for just a little bit because I really like these people. Like, these people are my friends and we all talk about the same stuff and we're all on the same page, but it's just funny to me that they would call once you call a conference subversive it kind of ceases to be subversive yes <laughs> Am I yes right? like yes it's like calling it like the it's like hot topic being secret. punk look we've opened a punk store <laughs> <laughs> we're hot topic come on in yeah. we're against the establishment <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway i just i just i totally dig what they're doing it's just kind of funny because you kind of cease to be subversive once you're putting your name on some conference. But yeah. I get what they're trying to do. Like they want to raise questions and get get people talking. I think subvert is like kind of a sexy word or whatever. Like people go, ooh, I want to be subversive. So I'll go to that. So <laughs> anyway, they're great. I totally love them. Um, I just I just have to think their names, you know, a little bit silly, but I get it. So what yeah, are you yeah. Do? Um, so, now, in the same vein of all this stuff, you said you had a pasta friend that told you you seemed hateful and hostile. Yes, okay. Do you <laughs> do y'all remember last week when everyone started turning their avatar into an equal sign? <laughs> yes, I did. So yes, I uh, yes, it was great. And I had this friend who is a Presbyterian pastor. And he said that he was going to change his avatar into a multiplication sign um, because he would rather multiply relationships rather than um, insinuate that there was division or something like that. And I, I kind of go, well, that's interesting because I feel like the equal sign signifies that that person is aware that there's division and they'd like to do something about it. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes well... Well, you've already made up your mind about what side you land on, the marriage equality side. side, And, you know, he, <clears throat> he is kind of basically what he said. And I, I was like, wow, because that didn't feel like an invitation. It kind of felt like, you know, you've made up your mind, so we're not going to talk about the marriage issue. Because I get right. the feeling from him that he is not, so he doesn't think that gay people should be able to be married. <laughs> I'm trying to right. say that in a nice way. Um, because he said to me, he goes, let's take this into private chat. He goes, you don't seem like you support traditional marriage. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> good. 
I hope I don't seem like I support only traditional marriage. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I go, I go. Wow, that just it feels like you know you're kind of mad at me when you said that. Can you tell me some more about about what you're thinking? And he goes, um, well, you just seem hateful and hostile lately. And the the posts that you write about Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill seem hateful. And I'm like, okay, can you say more? He goes, you just seem like you really don't like them. And I'm like, yeah, do you know why? Like, do you read my stuff? (laughs) Have you read my stuff? (laughs) And I go, I think a lot of bad stuff is being done in their name, you know, that they're doing. And I'm honored to be hateful towards that, I would hope. You know, that he's like, yeah, well, you know, the things you say are just, they just seem hostile and... And I'm like, okay, can you say some more? And, and he, he said that his wife was grieved by the stuff that I posted. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, you know, why didn't you say anything to me about it? He's like, well, people tell me, you know, they message me and tell me that you seem hostile. And I'm like, well, then why, why are they telling you and not me? You know, why, what's the deal? Like, you seem like you've yeah. been storing this up and you want to bring it up. And so I just tried to talk to like he's like well we'll talk about tomorrow and so I got him to talk about the next day and then he and he's like let's talk about some more tomorrow and he hasn't messaged me back in days so that just is disappointing because he was a good friend I felt like he was a close friend and he really helped me through some some hard times with that old church we were at and I just felt like his you know he had really like cared and been in the shit with me I feel like and so then this is just a surprise yeah. So, anyway, it's one well, of the accusation things. of hateful and hostile. It's like, well, like you're saying, it's like, well, it makes sense that you would be hateful and hostile based on the stuff you're you're reporting on. So yeah, it's almost like he's just throwing these words out there as like harsh accusations because he doesn't like what you're saying or he's not really reading what you're saying and he just wants right. to kind of like take you down a peg because he doesn't yeah. agree with what you've said so I'm going to call you hateful and hostile it reminds yeah. me of arguments I've had with my dad where when mm. I'm not he doesn't agree with me he says I don't make sense it's like it's mm. not that I don't make sense it's just that you disagree with that but it makes sense but it's just right. like this thing to say to try and like tear down everything I'm saying oh well this yeah. is hateful and hostile so this has no value instead of saying well why would it be hateful and hostile oh it's all there in what you're saying just like just because you don't like what I'm saying doesn't mean doesn't make actual sense you know yeah. so yeah that's kind of what this sounds like to me based on yeah. you know, the, your Mark Driscoll writing so yeah that's what it felt like and I, and I told him I was like I think my last message to him I was like I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on marriage and, and why you feel the way you do and he hasn't responded yeah. <laughs> so I and like I don't want to be yeah and I was telling my friends last night about this some therapist friends and, and they're like and they affirm me. They go, we don't experience you that way. And um, I'm like, okay, good. I hope you're telling me the truth. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think they are. But uh, it, it did feel like he just kind of wanted to make a point or make me upset somehow. And um, I, I think that's because he is a pastor and he's in, he's got you know personal investment in the church. Whereas I'm like pointing out what sucks about the church. And so he's yeah. probably, that's got to pose a bit of a threat. If, if you, if your identity is truly wrapped up in what the church looks like. And, um, totally. Totally. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <sighs> do you think I'm hateful and hostile? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Actually, I think you were getting a bit hostile towards Tony Jones. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I think it was I think it was uh, warranted um, yeah. but maybe got a little out of hand after a while I think it became a habit actually after a little while <laughs> yeah yeah just like it. but then you you realize that and kind of like chill, pulled back a bit so yeah but I don't think that's your your nature otherwise so yeah because yeah, I was trying to explain to this pastor guy I'm like okay like the thing is like if you're a pastor and someone seems hateful and hostile like aren't you supposed to <laughs> infer that something's going on with them yeah (laughs) that you should ask after and (laughs) try to see what's up because that's always just signals that there's something underneath there seriously anyway so that that felt like a failed conversation in some ways but maybe it will continue and be good yeah i don't know yeah well if he comes back to it let us know yeah i'll keep you updated so you reviewed something you did not use Yes, I'm going to call this segment Hypocrisy Watch. (laughs) (laughs) Because the last few weeks I've been screaming 
about people writing Amazon reviews for things they haven't <laughs> used drives me fucking crazy. So anyway, now in this past week, after ranting just last week about this thing, I have now done it. But I want to explain myself. The reason I did this is because I bought this product. I had a Supergrass t-shirt made for my baby. And they said, if you write a review of this, we'll give you $5 off your next purchase. Well, guess what? I needed to make a Mr. Bungle t-shirt for my baby. And uh, on the same website. So I was like, I need, I, I'm going to use this $5. So, But I was like, I haven't tested it out on the baby yet because he's not even born. So I just wrote this review saying, I haven't used this yet. It's, I'm using, I, the baby's not born. It seems very good. It looks like it, the printing is nice I haven't washed it and I said I am only writing this because they're offering me five dollars off however everything I've said but I do know about it is true so I apologize nice. in the review so I did it but I did it because of, I did it for five dollars essentially so I think but that's a anyway, good deal. But I just couldn't believe the irony. That was like, I can't believe I'm now writing a fucking fake review. <laughs> a review of something I haven't used. So I, d I tried to, I was very open about it. And I think that's the best I could do. If you think I'm a hypocrite, please say so in the comments. <laughs> So, because I think that I did the right thing and stated my reasons and why this was happening for $5, um, <laughs> I feel free to now talk about reviews of the new David Sedaris book, which is not out yet. So, of course, there, there are people <laughs> reviewing it who have not read it. Yes. Oh, my God. So, there are a few people on... This is on Goodreads. A few people who have read it. And I'm actually not reading the reviews because I just kind of want to, you know... I read it on my own. I don't want to read the spoilers. So, um, <laughs> anyway. So, a few people have received advanced copies and they rate it. But then... Here's, here's, here's a great review, right? Yep. Hey, 2013, you suck. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this book looks like fun. The squat-style toilets of Beijing? Consider me sold. There's no way this won't be hilarious. But oh seriously, what am I going to do all this freaking year? Read only one book? Isn't anyone writing anything other than chiclet and PNR romantic stuff anymore? <laughs> Who needs this? Who the fuck needs this? <laughs> fucking dipshit? We all like David Sedaris. We don't need you to fucking tell me there's nothing else to read, you fucking moron. Oh, fuck. And then, oh, and the book is called, the book is called, um, Let's Explore Diabetes with Owls. I love that title. I know, it's a great title, but you're not the only one who thinks that. I know that because some idiot had to post on here that that's what they think. I'm eagerly awaiting the publication of this book on 23rd of April. Diabetes and Owls are two subjects that fascinate me. Oh. Fuck you. Fuck you. Who is fascinated by diabetes and who is fascinated by owls? That's someone just trying to be funny, you know? Just, I hate these people so much. They did not get $5 to write this, I can tell you. <laughs> they did that for free. Anyway, that's all I got. They who just did that for the satisfaction of a job well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, to close out the show, I just want to mention this new Chinese meme, which I'll post Ooh. a link to. Ooh. But it's latest fad in China is putting pantyhose on dogs. Oh, I love <laughs> the dog pantyhose picture. Have you seen them? Yes. It's so funny. The dogs just look so unamused. And then they're like these fluffy dogs and then like their butts are all kind of tightened with all this because the pantyhose constricts their fur <laughs> there's one of like two i think they're they're labs like golden labs yeah, or something yeah. like that and they're both looking over their shoulder and they're like yeah yeah i'm looking at it right now you described it perfectly <laughs> and they're also wearing heels <laughs> like, they don't seem to it. mind i mean I'm, I'm very much against animal cruelty but they just don't seem to mind too much there's another like husky that's like standing up on all fours wearing black pantyhose <laughs> their butts just look so interesting <laughs> i remember carrie talking about trying to put cabbage patch kid clothes on her cat <laughs> goes, i put cabbage patch kid clothes on our cat she said those were the best ones that fit <laughs> yeah, totally. They totally. It's like they will double as cat clothes. We totally yeah. did that. 
<laughs> we had Tootsie in a little too. red dress. And no, but I cut a hole in the pants for the tail. <laughs> I, I didn't put Carrie, pants on it. Carrie goes, that cat sure was flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I really admire the the determination of these people to get these pantyhose on these dogs because I mean it's hard enough getting it on your on a, on a person. Really I guess their legs aren't as yeah yeah, but I guess their legs aren't as thick as ours, so maybe that's where it's easier. But getting it over the butt and they they, they really don't seem to mind. They, they have to mind though. I mean. God, these are some affable dogs. Anyway, so we'll post these on the website. Pictures of uh, dogs in pantyhose. <laughs> so on that note, uh, we'll wrap things up. Thank you all for listening. Uh, visit dongtini.com for pictures of dogs in pantyhose and uh, other crap we've talked about. And uh, that'll do it. So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye. with feralaudio.com an artist-friendly podcast collective this artist reserves the rights to their materials visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible thank you for listening to this podcast